We The Peace is a podcast sponsored by PAX, dedicated to helping Christian leaders bring peacemaking and justice into our organizations. We explore how peacemaking, activism, and the justice of God are central to discipleship. We publish teachings for leaders, resources for learners, and host interviews with frontline faith leaders about various topics. Our aim is to love the church, and we want to help you become the peace of Jesus wherever you are. Welcome, everyone, to season three of We the Peace. How are you doing right now? I hope you're doing well, whether you're driving a car, doing laundry, I don't know, working out, sitting in a basement like me right now. It's freezing out. I'm not sure when this episode's going to launch, but it's nine degrees outside as of today when I'm recording. This is season three, episode two Behind the Veil What is Theology? If you are a Jesus follower who is looking to let go of theology that colonizes in order to adopt a theology that liberates, this season is for you. In the last episode, I established that a Jesus-centered theology means that the nations should be developing their own theology based on their own culture, customs, and reading of the Bible, rather than being forced to import a Western theology as the world standard. For Western Christians like myself, this means embracing the rich tradition of local theology from around the world. In doing so, we put Western theology on an equal playing field with the rest of the world. This is Theology That Liberates. In the last episode, I talked about Elliot, the missionary to the Native Americans on the East Coast back in the day, who was experimenting and making Indians follow a white Jesus. This was an example of colonial theology. You're not sure what I'm talking about, check out the last episode. In this episode, I'm going to answer a few key questions to lay a foundation for Jesus centered theology. What we are looking to do. So the question is what is theology? Where did theology come from? How is theology made? Who are the gatekeepers of theology? I'm going to try and demystify theology a little bit, make sense of it, go behind the veil, pop the hood, take a look at the engine, etc. Before I dive into these questions, let me start with a story. So picture this, I'm 19 years old, skinny kid, wide-eyed, I got Beatles hair, which is like long hair, really stylish piercing on the upper part of my left ear with like a plastic circle hoop earring. I know, stylish. So I'm sitting in Bible college in the suburb of LA with a bunch of other wide-eyed, ears-opened students looking to learn about theology. And these years of Bible college were by far some of the best memories of my teenage years. And I'm sitting in a Theology One class, and I'm handed this book written by Charles Ryrie called Basic Theology, a popular Systematic Guide to Understanding Biblical Truth. I also was reading Grudem's Systematic Theology. So this was my introduction to God. The lesson was that if I really want to get to know God, I need to know systematics, which is putting God into a system of of thought. Interestingly enough, the Bible never tells us to do that, but I didn't know any better. 
What I learned from this book is that all theology should be judged against a Western, modernist, white, systematic view of God. If you really want to get to know God, then you better get to know God from this reformed, modernist perspective. There was zero talk about theology outside of the reformed tradition. Zero mention of Eastern theology or theology from any other part of the world. So this communicated to me that everything should be judged against this Western, end quote, basic theology. You know, if anything, the other theologies were debates and infighting within the reform circles. Does that make sense? The questions I was asking, never mind, I digress. So here's my question as I'm holding the book, like I'm holding actually the book right now for my Bible college years. How did this book get to be called basic? Who gets to make that decision? Why is this basic theology? This is an important question because not all theologies get to put that on the cover. So when this is why, let me tell you, when you are a part of a settler society where white folks took over an entire continent, you get to determine what is basic, what is advanced, what is acceptable, and what does not make the standard of theology. So guess who is not allowed right now in 2021 to determine what basic theology is in the U.S.? Native American theologians, Latin American theologians, African American theologians, Asian American theologians. I'm leaving out a bunch. The question, isn't that interesting? Isn't that a curious thing? Okay, so back to the theology classes. These taught me that God is a science meant to be cut into this sequence in order to be known at the deepest level. That's a Western assumption. You press into mystery, you don't celebrate it. I learned from these classes, not explicitly, but implicitly, through the culture of the school, that all theology was to be judged against Western, Reformed, very conservative theology. That is our true north. Then I took a church history class, but it actually wasn't church history. It was Western church history, but it wasn't called Western church history. It was just called church history. Isn't that a curious thing? Because the book for that class only had to do with the Western expansion of the church. That's kind of a strange thing. Thing. Then I took a historical theology class in seminary, and it wasn't historical theology. It was Western historical theology. This is strange. Why is it weird? It's weird because Christianity isn't a white religion. It isn't Western. Christianity is, is Eastern, Palestinian, Jewish, and ancient. So why was I taught that this book I'm holding right now is basic theology? There are many reasons, but we need to hit on a few, and you have to explore these as you're picking up theology books. So racialization has embedded within our theology that white interpretations are the best. White is right. Race was created to put white folks in charge and to normalize white culture and place white culture as supreme on the world stage. This is not from Jesus. This is false teaching. White modes of understanding God are not better than others. Yet, because we are in a settler society, 
and publishers and white theologians have the audacity to publish a book called Basic Theology, nobody blinks. So why is this the case number two? Much of modern Christian scholarship divorced Jewishness from Jesus, thus making Christianity a Western religion. When you think of Christianity being birthed in the Roman world apart from its roots in the Eastern Jewish faith, then you will prioritize Western theology. And this gives rise to the second form of white supremacy within our theology. Number three, within the modern era, we were looking to understand God from a scientific perspective. That is where we get systematic theology. Yes, there were some systematic approaches, sort of, in the pre-modern thought. But check this out. Listen, this is huge. In the modern era, we get a Christian like John Webster calling systematic theology the, quote, science of God. And when you merge the words science and God together, well, then you have created a theological standard by which everything else gets to be judged because it's scientific. Why? Well, science is supposed to be objective truth. So when you mix the ideas of race, when you take the Jewishness away from Jesus, and then you merge science with God, you have a disastrous cocktail making white theology the best theology. You make theology that comes out of a Western modernist, quote, objective theology supposed to be the best. And if you have science of God, well, then all other versions of theology are supposed to fall beneath it. Yet God didn't reveal himself in a modern formula. He did in the person of Jesus. God didn't reveal himself in Western culture, but in the Eastern Jewish culture. This means that to claim that Western theology of God is scientific is false teaching. It's just a myth. Now that we have discussed some of the myths that lead to colonial theology, let's go behind the veil together. What is theology? Put simply, theology is the study of God. But as we've discussed, the word theology usually represents something much more than the study of God. When you hear someone say theology, it is usually associated with higher thoughts on God and deep thinking or something. This is accurate in the historic sense because theology is also referred to as the philosophy of God. Philosophy is a discipline looking to think deeply about life's biggest questions. So Christian theology is trying oftentimes to answer these big questions. But there is more to it. Theology isn't an apple pie passed down from heaven, fully formed and emerging out of nothing. No, it has ingredients. Which brings us to question two. How is theology made? This is where things get interesting. Theology is made by humans based on roughly five factors. And you could probably think of some more. One, God, the Holy Spirit. Two, your cultural vantage point. Three, historical context. Four, personal experience. And five, scripture. Our understanding of God is mediated through these factors, and therefore our theology is created out of these 
benefactors. Our understanding of God was not handed down to us void of these factors. Even the authors of the Bible themselves were bringing us their understanding of God based on these five factors. Let's take the book of Luke and Acts from the Bible as an example. In Luke, it seems that a wealthy Gentile guy named Theophilus commissioned Luke, a Gentile doctor, to create a historical account of Jesus's life and the work of the early church. This is the book of Luke and the book of Acts. So let's look at these five factors. The theology of Luke was created by, one, the Holy Spirit. It was the cultural vantage point of Luke, number two, a privileged Gentile male that is also a well-educated doctor. So no surprise, the topic of money, wealth, and privilege are everywhere in the books of Luke and Acts. Third, historical context. Luke looking to persuade a wealthy Gentile to understand and follow Jesus is writing after the death and resurrection of Christ and during the spread of the gospel by the apostles throughout Rome. Five, personal experience. Luke collecting stories from eyewitnesses and following Paul around the Roman Empire. So how is Luke's theology created? Through all of these components relating to each other. The book of Luke and Acts were created out of these factors. The same holds true of each and every theology throughout history. This means that the book that I'm holding right now, that's called Basic Theology, is not basic theology. It's actually a contextual theology. It is not the science of God, even though it claims to be, but a local theology to white, conservative, reformed, modernist men. Every theological book, historical creed, or statement of Christian Orthodox is embedded culturally based on these five factors. So here is what this tangibly means. Listen, big point. All theology is local theology. Did you catch that? All theology is local to its setting. All theology is contextual. It is bound by the context of the time it is created. There is no cultural above the dirt theology that floated down from heaven. And actually, we believe that the Bible is local theology too. We believe God communicated through humans within their own cultural setting, yet it is amazing that we tend to view Western theology as the science of God, set apart above the fray. This is what colonialism has done to us. This is the cultural and spiritual heritage of a settler society. It is very dangerous. I'm gonna circle back to this later in the episode and develop on that more in the next one. Next question, who gets to make theology? First, we asked, what is theology? Second, how is theology made? Now, third, who gets to make theology? This one's especially interesting. Over history, theology began to be developed and made institutionally. That means that theology has mostly been constructed from the Western ivory tower and passed down to the masses. The church in the West has adopted a secular academic model for education and placed the process of creating theology in the ivory tower of universities and seminaries. 
When you think of a major theological work that's recognized, published, passed around, respected, they are almost completely created out of academia from super educated men. So who gets to make theology? People who enter the academic tower and who is overwhelmingly making theology in these towers. Well, white men. To be considered a, quote, theologian, you need letters behind your name, usually a P and H and a D, which means you need to be highly educated in a Western sense, have lots of money to attend Western universities, speak good English or German, become a very good writer, and be marketed by a major publishing house. If you can get past these gatekeepers of theology, maybe you can create theology. So is this completely wrong and evil? No. Does this situation create a massive problem and imbalance in our understanding of God? Yes. Here's why. Let's go warp speed back to the first century. In the time of Jesus and after his death and resurrection, letters were being passed around, written by apostles and others within local churches. And those letters had a profound theological impact on the churches because they were, check this out, highly applicable, simple, understandable, readable, and contextual letters. They were local theologies for local churches. As a result, they ended up making the canon of scripture. The early church was creating theology in the dirt among the people, addressing highly practical questions. Was it coming from leaders? Sure. Was God helping create it? Of course. But were the letters of the New Testament unreadable, stuck in some unhelpful debate in a paper that no one reads? No. We in America have it backwards. Theology in the first century was created from the bottom up, the dirt, the context, the crisis, the people in the church, the radical Messiah on the run from the authorities, Paul sending Onesimus to Philemon, the urgency of appointing leaders on islands. Theology was locally written for the work of God among marginalized churches that were quickly under persecution from the Romans. In the West, we have so institutionalized theology that thousands upon thousands of theology books, articles, papers are not only completely unreadable by an average Christian, they often lack any relevance to the local church. Does that resonate at all with the first century message of Christ in ancient Palestine? Is that how God revealed in the person of Jesus Christ, our greatest theologian, created the most profound theologies this world has ever seen? What we learn from the writers of the New Testament and our Lord Jesus Christ is that those who get to write theology are the ones doing the work on the ground, the marginalized church, not the elite Theology that colonizes says you have to be rich, elite, educated, and have a PhD to access God in deep ways. We in the West have it so backwards. If we only allow the rich and educated and wealthy theologize, then we abandon the radically local theology of Jesus, bringing the message of the gospel in and from places of poverty, exclusion, and marginalization. The next question, 
in the United States, who gets to judge theology? You see where I'm going with these questions as we're putting these building blocks together. The majority Christian culture, white Christians and historically white theologians get to judge what is and isn't true about God. This is colonial. This is one of the greatest threats to a Jesus-centered theology. It's actually nonsensical to let the Western church judge what is and isn't theology. Even on the surface, the Bible represents the Middle Eastern religion with a God emerging from the ancient Near East, with a God-man Jesus revealed in a Jewish context, speaking Hebrew and creating a radically Jewish movement. So remember the book I referenced at the beginning of the episode that I'm holding, still in my hand, Basic Theology. We can't dress up a Middle Eastern religion in a white modernist scientific reform systematic garb and then prioritize it over other theologies. And then we have the misplaced courage to call it basic theology. We the peace. This is a clear example of white supremacy. White is right. White is the standard. White is the judge. So instead of acknowledging that reform theology is local itself, that reform theology is local to Germany, Switzerland, Sweden. We have turned it into the science of God. We can do better. Do other theologies in other parts of the world suffer from blind spots? Of course they do. But in a settler society full of settler theology, we must push beyond the blind acceptance of Western theology to challenge it with the person and work of Jesus. We must repent of our ethnocentric views of God asking Christ to forgive us. We must turn in repentance to embrace the image of God and the nations be humble and learn. Circling back to the logical formula for this season. Number one, all humans have been made in the image of God. Number two, Christians are called to reflect the image of Christ, our creator. Number three, all humans reflect Christ differently based on the culture that God has given us. Number four, therefore, Christians from all over the world should reflect the image of Christ through their unique theological expressions. This mosaic is Jesus-centered theology. This is Jesus-centered theology that liberates instead of colonizes. This episode is meant to take you behind the veil where you better understand what theology is, where it comes from, how it gets created, who gets to judge it. Why is that important for you to understand? Because when you pick up a theology book or when you read a theology book and then promote it, or when you're sitting in a class and you're learning from a teacher, or if you're teaching, you must take these things into consideration and be critical of the theologies that you're learning in order to honor the global village of Bible interpreters and to adopt a Jesus-centered theology. Some takeaway questions and a book for you to read. Question, what types of theology have you built your faith and leadership on? Who determines in your context what questions are allowed to be asked about God? 
a book recommendation for this episode. If you want to explore how the New Testament itself is contextual, read the book Contextualization in the New Testament by Dean Fleming. It's a great starting place to open your eyes to the truth that all theology is local. All theology is born out of context and no theology can claim to be the science of God. Thank you for listening to this podcast, We the Peace. You can find more resources at madeforpax.org and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at PAX. This is We the Peace.